live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, and we are here to take your calls. And you can call us at 888-825-5225, and we'll be answering your questions on life and money and career, relationships, all of it, all of it. So let's get to the phones this hour. We have Amy in Pensacola. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? We are doing great. How are you? Good. How can we help? I'm really, really excited to be on the phone. So I have a bunch of questions, but um, my husband and I uh, are definitely in need to um, help with overall financial plan. We have um, more than over a million dollars in debt. Whoa. And, uh, what's it in? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the debt in? Well, we uh, went through a really long school life. Okay. So student loans. So our student loan was a million when we graduated. Oh, my gosh. Now, Wait, I you can't know. just cruise past that. You got to tell us more. <laughs> what, what are your degrees so, in, Amy? So we are both in dental specialists. So, okay. you know, college. Well, we actually didn't have any loans for college. Dental school, we had loans. Specialist uh, residencies, we actually didn't have loans because my husband served in the military. So they pay for that. So just dental, four years of dental loan, we have a million dollars together. Okay, but you earn a lot of money, right? So- I sure hope so. <laughs> So we, we now we came down to like seven fifty. Also, you know, we're proud of it. But um, since he's in the military, uh, we don't actually earn that much money. But the good news is he's getting off of military, and we're going to start a new job where we should uh, our minimum income will be about six hundred k. Okay, so wonderful. That's good. Um, is this a business that you're opening a practice together? Is that what it is? Actually, no. Um, we so we wanted to make sure like our life is in, in a little bit less of a death before we even think about opening our own. Sure, that will require a lot more capital. So you just we said we, to... so I didn't know if you were working together or you're just going out and getting yeah, separate jobs. <laughs> we are working together in a practice. Okay together but we don't own them and combined you'll be making six hundred and fifty thousand. that will be a minimum yes when does that start uh summer okay, okay. so soon and these are guaranteed jobs and salary like this is what you're going to make yes it's, so it's a per production so you know that's going to be a minimum and if you make more you know you, okay. you're going to get more but. well that's the great news of this story amy <laughs> So for you guys, I mean, I would work to live on 70K. Uh Uh-huh. And you throw everything at this debt and you get it paid off in a year and a half and be done. And then go right off into the sunset making $600,000 a year debt-free. Like your numbers sound really big, but ratio-wise, it's the same as the person who calls in and makes $60,000 a year and has $100,000 of debt. Like that's right. It's... It sounds a lot because a million dollars is just a big number, but the ratio is the same. How are you living right now? Like, tell me about your numbers right now. What what is rent cost? What are you bringing in right now? So that's another question. Thanks for asking because that will be my next question. Because we now uh, mm, technically own a house, but not pay off. Okay. So we are planning on, well, 
in the beginning, before I started listening to you guys' show, I wanted to either rent this place and buy another place in our new job will be, because we have to move, um, and buy another house. But then I was thinking that our salary was so high, we decided to sell this house, pay our, you know, all the mortgage. If you sell it, what will it bring? doesn't bring much because our our financial advisor told us to pay as minimum as possible so we actually didn't pay that much off okay um we bought this not that long ago actually not even three years ago so we are trying to sell this and then okay but amy Amy, talk in real numbers because right now you're saying like it's Mm -hmm. it's all kind of up here i want to know real numbers if you buy if if you're moving, give us more details. If yeah. you move, where are you moving from? And then where are you moving to? If you sell the house, how much will it bring? And what do you plan on doing with that money? Like, give us a few more details so we can really sure. dig in with you. So we have a mortgage still left for about 370K. Okay, so you owe 370. If you sell it, how much will you take home, do you think, after the sale? maybe 40k and that's after fees and whatnot from the realtor and everything like that okay so the 40k you're thinking you're going to roll that into a new mortgage when you move this Uh, summer for this job is that what you're thinking we were thinking that but now we're thinking that maybe we should just rent a Uh place I'm thinking that too. Then, yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's forty thousand dollars more to the student loan. Yeah. That yay. makes that makes some progress. Yeah. So Amy, here's gonna be your um here's gonna be your struggle. It's not gonna be income. And usually when we're talking to people like this, we're like, you gotta get side hustles, all this, all this. And honestly, with what you guys have, you can have this paid off in a year and a half. Yep. But your problem is gonna be, Amy, that you guys are going to, if if me and Jade were in this position, I would just tell you, like both of us with our spouses, our decisions would probably be very similar. Yeah. We're getting a one-bedroom apartment. We're living as cheap as possible mm-hmm. for two years. And Amy, the biggest struggle that's going to happen is you're going to get into this new job, into this dental world where people are making insane money, which is great. And they should. They yeah. do great work. But they're going to be living insane lives. I mean, to make $600,000 a year, it's the trips. season. Yeah, the, tri- <laughs> the trips, the cars, the out to eat, the uh, parties, the game. I mean, everything you could imagine, Amy, is the world you're about to step into. And you're not going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, for a year and a half, 18 months, 24 months, we are not going to live like we make $600,000. We're going to live like we make 60000 and I'm telling you, the faster that you can just stay in this mm-hmm. mentality and get through this, Amy, the unbelievably better part this is going to be. Not only are you going to appreciate that 600000 even more, right. but there's you're, you're done with this mess. I mean, yes, your shovel is big and a million dollars is big, but it's a million dollars. I think to anyone, I right. mean, it's a gasp. Like, it, it's a lot. And if you just act normal in this, you're going to keep this around for five, six years and Oh, man. You'll make the payments and you'll figure it out, but it's just going to be floating where we want more intensity and be done. And then you can go get a bad A home. I mean, okay. you can get so much. Like, Here's you can the do upside. So much with this. The upside is you're moving somewhere where you're brand new and you don't know anyone and you don't have any mm-hmm. heirs to keep up. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's harder if you had been, if you had called us and it was five years later and you were in this job making 650, you had the house, you had the cars, you were used to this lifestyle and you had to cut back, it'd be difficult. But you haven't even got into it yet. So yep. you, and you don't know anybody yet. There's no standard to keep up. That's like right. you can fly 
fly under the radar, do your thing. And then after a year and a half, you can pop out like, what's good? Let's yep. take a trip. Yes. <laughs> Let's yes. spend some money. So Amy, the faster you get rid of this, I'm telling you, the the faster that burden lifts. And you guys, I'm so glad you found us. I know mm-hmm. you're kind of early. You're, a uh, new listener, but I'm telling you, this is the proven plan. So do it. Do it well. We're excited for you, Amy. Congrats on the big education and the big salary. Yes. But make some right decisions here. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. All right, Jade, my favorite season in life is coming up. Do you know what that is? Tax season? Tax season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're both just kidding. It's the, yeah, it's the worst. And what's so hard too, Jade, is taxes can be so confusing. I mean, there's all these terminologies, these, you know, do I work with a pro? Do I do it myself? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just is a confusing, a confusing thing. Yeah, and if you buy what some tax services out there are saying, they think that you'll never be able to get a grasp on this, Rachel. They think that you're just not smart enough. You need to, you know, use them and they'll tell you the truth. But we're going to, we think that you deserve the truth and we're going to tell you the truth. And so here's today's tip, if you're ready for it. You have two choices for claiming tax deductions and understanding the difference can save you big bucks. So basically we're saying, we're going to teach this to you. You can understand it. It doesn't have to be like this big mystical equation we can help you through this so two choices for claiming tax deductions and understanding these differences you can either take the standard deduction or the itemized deduction you've probably heard those two phrases before both options can lower your tax bill but which one is the best that depends on your tax situation so let's take a closer look shall we yes okay taking the standard deduction is the easiest one and it's the one that most people do it subtracts a set amount from your taxable income based on your filing status so let's say that you're single and you make sixty five thousand dollars a year the standard deduction is going to knock off close to fourteen thousand dollars so you're just going to pay taxes on what's left which is fifty one thousand dollars of your income it's like a freebie, right? It's like a discount. Yep. It's a coupon, yeah, if you will. Yeah. And you All can right? just take it and go, whatever it is. That's right. Take it and then go. Then you get a little bit more work on the next one. Yes. The next one is the itemized deduction. And this does take more work. Uh, that's because you actually have to subtract all of your deductible expenses from your taxable income. So you're doing this one by one. So you're looking at things like medical expenses, charitable gifts, state sales tax. I'm already starting to fall asleep right now as I'm talking about this. <laughs> If it adds up more than the standard deduction, so if it's more than 14000 based on your tax bracket, it's worth it to itemize. Mm-hmm. So that's how this thing works. For more help in making sense of these income taxes and filing with confidence, you can go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax. That is RamseySolutions.com slash tax. So great. Ta-da. Well done. Well done. Itemized 
versus what do you do? standard deduction. We itemize. I itemize all day, baby. Yes, do you? Yeah, do y'all keep up well? I, I, I feel like I could be writing off more if I kept up with yeah. stuff. But it's like the big chunks, like our charitable gift, that yes. kind of thing that we like for sure just do. Um, but I was just talking to Winston about this the other night. I was like, man, I should keep you know, receipts more yes. and like all of it. But it, to me, sometimes I'm like, oh, if it's 20 bucks, is it yeah. worth like actually doing it? But people that do it and they and who have jobs and areas where yes. they can they can uh, take some of those deductions, it's worth it. Like you have to be a real like bean counter. Like you yes. have to be like every, which is yep. the way my mother-in-law is. So <laughs> that's perfect. She See, does our taxes. It's great. It's great. <laughs> all right, we're going to the phones and we have a Tord in Hartford, Connecticut. Hi, Tord. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great. How can we help? Yeah, so basically, I've been financially stupid for many, many years. And um, today, my car actually got repossessed. And I was, oh, no. I was trying to, today? Yeah, I was trying like, to work. As yeah, we're talking. Today. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's, and my, my biggest question is, um, I, I I have enough money. I'm getting about four. I don't have any savings right now. Okay. But um, I, I'm getting a lump sum for my unemployment, uh, about $4,000. And I don't really have any bills. I'm a truck driver. And I'm over the road. I don't pay rent or anything like that. So it's very easy for me to uh, save a bunch of money. Okay. So but my, my question would be, what is the best approach to this? Should I, should I owe about $18,000 in the car? Okay. Um, I think it's worth about <clears throat> so they were sell you know selling a used lot about sixteen seventeen thousand from okay. my research. So we'll, we'll so from the credit hit standpoint, since they already repoed it, with my best course of action is to have them to sell it and then have me pay the difference, which I'd be able to do, or should I get it back? How how many payments behind are you? Like how much is it going to cost you to get it back? Four. It'll be uh, about four payments behind. So minus, you know, it's about two thousand dollars. It's paying five hundred dollars a month. Okay. Was um, it a voluntary repossession toward or? No, it's just I was expecting to get the unemployment lump sum a lot sooner to pay it, and I just I just okay. didn't get it in time. Can I ask what's caused you to be late on payments in general? What what got you into this cycle of being late for pay for car payments? Yeah, I've been I've been suffering with addiction problems for many mm. many years. I was a closet addict. Okay. You know, no one really knew about it. So I was just doing the bare minimums to survive and support my habit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and I, I'm now, uh, you know, I've been sold for two months and Good. trying to get everything back together again. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's huge. You know, we talk to a lot of people who have dealt with addiction in their story because yeah. it does usually lead to a lot of financial issues for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and we always want to applaud those of you that have worked this um, part of your life because I think that's that's the biggest celebration, honestly, even yeah. more so than the money. I mean, the fact that you've stayed clean for two months and you're walking this path and doing doing the work. Um, yeah, we we very much applaud very, you. Very so good. we want to be able to help you with the with the money side, which is why you called. Um, so you're yeah, so you're well, I'm not depressed by it. She has good stitching things. Back you sound like you're in you very know? good spirits. Like you sound super positive. Thank you. So you owe you owe two thousand dollars in back payments. What about the the cost of the repo and everything like that? What are those fees associated? I don't know at the current moment. Um, I know Connecticut state law is twenty five dollars per day for storage. That's the maximum. Okay, and, and you just you know, started if I go today. On the high end of the repo of five hundred dollars. You know, it'll be about twenty. If I was to do it right now, it'd be about twenty five hundred. 
Okay. But I doubt I'll get my unemployment check within the next two weeks. What other debt do you have? Tell me more about your financial situation. Well, that's the good part. Since I've been uh, really bad financially, I was never able to get loans for anything. I only have about 8000 of consumer debt. 8000 of consumer debt? Yes. Okay, is that credit cards? 8, a mixture of credit cards, you know, not paying cell phone bills, just, you know, so you have things that are in collections or like that you're delinquent on everything's in collections yes everything okay um yeah i know rachel well i know for me i mean i think a goal would be to get this car back um because you're going to be able to sell it well i mean you'll only be in the whole two thousand dollars and it's a it's an asset for you right so uh, mm-hmm. versus it just going off in the wind and you owe eighteen thousand. i mean that yeah i would i would do what i can to talk to them and say hey in the next yeah uh, two weeks. Are you sure that you're going to get this check in two weeks? That's my only fear. You thought you were going to get it earlier and you did it. <laughs> it's the government. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Are you working now? Yes, I'm working now. Um, How I've much are you been, making a I've month? Trying, I make about 80000 a year, so about, okay. about 5000 6000 a month. Okay. So the, the unemployment was just back unemployment pay? Like it was a lump sum they owed you on top of what you're yeah, making Yeah, I've been monthly. trying to get it for two months. So it's been a while. I was unemployed for about two months. I still haven't gotten anything. It's been a back and forth. How 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 many months ago were you employed? Like how how long have you been making consistently five thousand bucks a month on your own? I just got. I've been here for a month. Okay. okay. So what I would do toward, I mean, if if I were you, I because like you said, it's the government you're dealing with. You thought you were going to have it two months ago. You don't. I would hate for you to depend on something that you don't have control over mm-hmm. for yeah. a big asset like a car that you could be able to get back and sell privately and take the difference and all the things. Um, so if I were you, I would, you said you have no expenses. I mean, I would try to save, I would work extra, uh, do what you can to save that 2000. It'll probably end up being, you know, 2,500 after the, all the, you know, the fees that you're going to have with it. Yeah. Um, those back payments and try to save that within the next two to three weeks. And if you get the unemployment check as well, it's great. That, that's gravy. Yeah. Yes. But I would make a plan on my own. And again, this may be you working outside, you know, doing some extra work, even mm-hmm. outside of your day job. I mean, doing what you can, because I think um, owing 18,000 without an asset and you're starting from zero to pay that, it just seems so much more defeating yeah. than... Yeah. Than getting it back, right? Working a month, but I would con- I would call them, contact them, make a plan, yes. put it in, put it in writing. And before you get off the phone, Christian's going to pick up and give you every dollar. That's a budgeting app, so you can see what to do with this five thousand dollars that you're making every month. Thing one, like Rachel said, get the car back, and thing two is get current yep. on all of your bills, cell phone, water, all of your utilities. Get current. Yep. And Christian, throw in a total money makeover book as well um, to get you on this plan because we're, we're cheering for you, Tord. You've done the hard work. You can do this. This is The Ramsey Show. So many of the callers that we have been getting, I just feel like in recent months, have been new to the show. So many people say I've just started listening in the last month or two. Um, and so usually when that happens, it's because somebody they know has shared the show. Maybe they've YouTubed something about money and we come up Mm -hmm. on the side. Um, But whatever's going on, if you enjoy the show, will you share it with your friends and family? It's one of the best ways to get the word out because we want to help people all over over the world now, which is amazing that we're not, you know, just here in America, Jay. Thanks to the (laughs) internet and podcasts, we are, and YouTube, we are, we're all over and we hear from you guys literally all over the world. 
who want to get in control of this idea when it comes to your money and the tool that it is in your life and how to put it in the right position in your life. Because for so many people, it is such a struggle and it's the thing that controls them. And we want that narrative flipped for you. And so, again, one of the ways to bring that hope and to, sh- and to uh, have other people hear about this is sharing the show. So share it with your friends and family. Subscribe as well. Leave a review uh, mm-hmm. on any of the podcasts or shows that you uh, listen to because we we read those. We want to know your feedback. So we are we are here for you, you guys. That is our job. We sit in these studios uh, day in and day out because we want we want you to get control get control of your money, your relationships, your career, and all of it. So, all right, we're gonna go to the phones, and we have it, Joey in Manhattan. Hey, Joey, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, Jaden, Rachel. Thanks so much for taking my call. I also just want to say I'm a huge fan of you both and the show, so I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Joey. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. How can we help? Yeah, so um, my question is, essentially, since I turned 18, I've been so fixated on just putting pretty much all my money into retirement accounts and, like, stocks, and it seems like I blinked, and now I'm 23 years old, still living at home, and I essentially (laughs) have not enough money to move out and or buy a house because they're so expensive. So my question is pretty much, is it okay for me to stop, you know, putting money towards retirement to save up cash quicker? Um, Because I feel like I'm losing out if I sell the stocks, but that might also be an okay route to go to. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes to all of it. Um, So you've been living at home, you've been stacking up lots of money, putting almost all of your income into retirement savings. What do you have in stocks right now? Uh, so just in like stocks and mutual funds, it's around 31000 Okay. So non-retirement is about 31000 Do you have any other money saved anywhere else? Yes. So I have um, about a little over 5000 in like a high yield savings and then also just $1,000 as like an emergency fund. Sweet. So $6,000 that we could call an emergency fund. And then do you have any debt? I'm guessing no. Uh, I do. Unfortunately, I have 19,000 from college. I know that is one of that's the the kick in the bucket for me. Okay. So just the 19,000. What about a car? No, other than that, I have no, no debt. Okay. So, and how much do you, how much do you make? What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm in advertising, so I make around sixty-two thousand uh, per year. Okay, cool. What do you bring home of that pre-retirement? Um, it 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 comes out to about a little over forty-five and change after everything. Okay, so that's good. You have a a good income starting out for yourself. Not a whole lot of debt, and you've got some money laying around, which is good. If I woke up in your shoes tomorrow, Joey, I probably would liquidate the non-retirement stocks for sure. And I'd keep the um, I keep the thousand dollars set aside that you have, and I take the the stocks and some of your emergency fund. I'd pay off the nineteen thousand, and then with what's left, I'd say, okay, this is the beginnings of my three to six months of expenses. And so the Got way it. that I would calculate three to six months of expenses for you, since you live with your family, is I would start mm. looking around at places that I want to rent. And yeah. I'd go, okay, if I were to rent this place, how much is it going to cost me along with, you know, food and groceries and everything like that. And I would build a three to six months of emergency fund based on those numbers, because the fact is at some point you are going to move out and you're going to want that like emergency cushion. fund to cushion that lifestyle, right? That's true. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, so as we're looking at these numbers, I think if you, you'll have to pay some taxes 
on when you cash out the stocks, but I would go ahead and just do yeah. that. Um, and you have 5,000 in the high yield. So I think with everything left, you'll probably have, I don't know, around 15-ish thousand. So that could just be your starter emergency fund. You may, as Jade said, as you start pricing out some other things, you may want to bump it up mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more, but I would keep that in a high yield savings guy. Well, and with your $1,000 emergency fund. So you'll have anywhere from 15 to 17,000 dollars and keep that in a high yield savings kind of earmark that as your emergency fund and then yeah i think joey your next best step is to be looking around and yeah you may not want to buy right now um whether it's going to take you yeah. just forever for a down payment um but yeah. renting and i think getting out i think is a great i think that's a great plan mm -hmm. i think you know once once you kind of hit that adult uh stage yeah. in life and you have your own job and all of it you're kind of itching and you're and you're a smart guy i mean you've been investing a ton which is amazing mm -hmm. um but i would just let that money work for you and since it's not retirement honestly i would yeah i would not put them in single stocks i would just do something safer with an emergency fund and then once you kind of figure out okay where am i going to live then that's when you can press play again on retirement mm -hmm. and start um, putting 15 percent of your income into that so if you had an you ideal timeline, what would it be to get out of mom and dad's house? Because I always like having a clear, I, I mean, the numbers are going to speak would, to that, but. Yeah, I mean, ideally it would have been yesterday because mom, mom and dad, spaghetti and meatballs are getting old, Listen. but uh, probably in the next like year or two. <laughs> okay, so what I would suggest in that year or two is start paying your mom and dad something so you can have, yeah. so that you can show renter's history. Um, which is going to be helpful to you, A, trying to get a place on your own that you're renting, or if you do decide at some point that you're going to come out of this and buy, ha being able to show 12, 12 months of rental history is really important, um, especially if you've paid off this car and you've gone to the point to where your credit score disappears because you don't have any other money borrowed. That's going to be really important for right. you. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So in terms of renting for my parents, is that something that they would have to claim on their taxes? Like, how does that go on record? I would just, it's it's going to be something that you're going to be able to show this money came out of my account, whether I wrote them a check for $300 or whatever it was, and they cashed it and it was for rent. And so you're going to be able to oh, show okay, that yeah. as a renter's history. And it's just something that when whenever you buy a house or even sometimes try to get a, an apartment without a credit score, they want to see that you've paid some level of history. Some yeah. level of history. And yeah. that's just going to be helpful oh, for you. But and I yeah, would and really I smart. I never thought about that. Yeah, and I probably would too, Joey. You know, maybe be a little bit more aggressive on your timeline of getting out of your parents' house. You know, maybe do it in six months, yeah. eight months. <laughs> Love it. Um, Loving that. But yeah. I would. I, I would. I would. Because I think it's just going to be. You know, I think it's just good for you. And then that's when you have to start making these real decisions. Where you're like, okay, I have rent due. Do I? Is a salary going to support me? Do I need to be looking? You start making other critical moves in your life to. Yeah keep you sustained which i think is really important so thanks for the call rachel real yes. talk yeah let, go. Let, let's go back in time you're 23 years old yep there's no winston in the picture no there is you're just well let's pretend oh, oh i was like you're no, just there was i was a baby when i got you're there. just a single shoddy <laughs> yes, yes yes are you gonna are you dating or going going with the guy who lives at with mom's house parents. <sighs> it would be a want want situation it wouldn't be a i'm not like a black it's and not white. a deal breaker yeah it's not like a absolutely not um but yeah there there is a uh yeah there's a, a little, little piece bit to there's the a little bit of like a huh okay all right you want to know more i want to know more versus yeah. if it's like oh no i'm out on my own doing my own life have my own life have my own say there's a level of responsibility there that i yeah. think that's another thing when you live with your parents it's these it's these parts of life that you don't even think about yeah. that you have to think about when you're on your own. I mean, it's everything from having milk in the refrigerator to, I mean, whatever it is, but like 
there is so much that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to problem solve a lot in yeah. life, a lot more when it's this situation. So 23 um, years old, we're, we can work you? with it. What about you? Well, let's move the timeline. Now that he's 26. Oh yeah, Joey's 26. Yeah, Joey, you got to move out. <laughs> <laughs> Once the timeline, the older it gets, it's like it becomes less of like a huh. Yes. And, and more know, of like a uh-uh. And you know what? The saving grace where we sit today in 2024, the housing market's crazy. The rent, it's all crazy. the right people. Like it, that. Like we do live in a crazy time. But like a roommate's different but, than living with parents. Oh yeah. Oh I'll, yeah. I'll take a roommate yeah. all day. Get a roommate, Joey. That's a great idea. I know. It's, we have to keep it, it real. It's tough out there, Joey. You can do this, though. We're glad you called. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls. Up next, we have Tate in Montgomery, Alabama. Hi, Tate. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, first off, Rachel, you and George own me on Smart Money Happy Hour, just to, <laughs> just to throw that in there. Oh, I'm so glad. That's a fun podcast. We have fun. We have fun on that show. <laughs> um, me and my wife, we're on Baby Step 2, um, and in the past seven months have paid off almost $21,000 in consumer debt. Nice. Very good. Congratulations. Um, and, and Thank you. And so we've got two car loans left and we're trying to figure out if we should just stay intense like we are um, and we can be done according to the debt snowball calculator by next April um, or if there, you know, we get the bug of being even more intense and think about selling one and trying to pay cash for another one. And I just wanted your, wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah. Okay. Give us some numbers. What, what do you owe on the first car? What's it worth? And the second. Okay. Okay. The first one we owe um, $29,000. Um, and I'm actually upside down in that one about between eight and 10 grand. I could sell it and make probably 20 on it. Okay. Okay. Um, and the other one, let's see, we owe 21000 and it's worth about 30 oh, oh, wow. Okay. And how much do you guys make a year? Um, 150 Okay. What what what's with car number two that it's worth so much more than what you owe on it? Did you put down a big down payment? Yeah, we actually um, we actually bought a kind of brand new car um, right after COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and found um, a good deal and traded in. Family got bigger, so we traded for a bigger one and had a, a really good um, really good equity on the car we traded in so so that one feels like the um, no-brainer to me since there's money to be made on it right right i mean honestly tate there's a part of me i would probably keep the one that's upside down um i mean it's it's 30 grand but you guys make 150 Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean you uh, you're not out of sorts with the amount of debt that you owe compared to your income we always we don't want it to reach over that 50 percent um, of what you owe right. and you guys aren't there. You make 150, you owe about 50 on your cars. So again, if you guys want to just to buckle down and say, hey, for the next nine to 10, 11 months, we're going to pay off these cars and we're going to stay gazelle intense and all of it. But you know, you've paid off 21,000 so far, which is incredible, but you got another 21,000, another 29,000. So it's like, how much do you love yeah. these cars or how much right. do you just want to be done? So if I were you, I I would just be done with the, the 21,000, make nine, go buy a car, be I'm, done. Or I'm sell, just are, curious. Are you, are you selling both? Yeah, I have my my wheels are turning. I'm just giving you options. I'm not saying that you 
have to do this, but I'm wondering what it would look like because basically the amount that you could sell car number two for is the amount you're upside down in the other car. Uh, so bro. if you wanted to like clean slate this in some way, but That's that would point. that would cause you to have to buy two new cars, at least or at least one decent yeah. one that fits the whole family, and yeah. then you're starting with cash and you're just building up from there. There's you're not in a rush, so there's time to think about that. Like in the next six months, how much money could you save up to replace one of these cars oh, in cash? I mean, we're probably let's see, probably probably around ten to fifteen thousand. So that's kind of interesting to me. Like mm-hmm. there's there's some interest in saying, okay, if we continue paying our payments and maybe even a little bit more on all these for the next six months, we can look up and say, okay, we feel good about this. We've got 10, 15 grand saved. Let's sell car number two. Let's take the money from that. And let's clear the upside down on car number one. And then let's buy ourselves a $10,000 van in cash. And now we're off to the races. We have not a payment in the world. And now in the next six months, we can save up another ten dollars to $15,000 in cash flow, a second vehicle, which would ha- cause you to have a six-month limbo when you're a one-car family. Yep. It's just interesting right. to think about. Right. You have options. Yep. Because at the end yeah, of it, here, here in a year, you have either a newer $9,000 or newer, quote-unquote, newer to you, $9,000 car and a paid-off car in 12 months, or what Jade said, you're out of debt that much faster, and in 12 months you have two newer car, two cars again, that are new to you, but you're out of debt faster. So it's kind of like, do I want to be out of debt faster, or do I want to be saving for a mm-hmm. car faster? But in a year, you get to the same point, hopefully, still having two cars That's right. and no debt. But which avenue do you want to take? It is interesting math. It kind of is like one of those: is it a coincidence or yeah. is it not? That the <laughs> that and it's about could... like what you val- like a little bit of what what you're valuing in the moment. Um, how old are your kids? Uh, five and two. Five and two. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you have the option, it, it's good. Like, whoever's driving the kids around most might be like, I'm fine with paying off this car that I have because it's a nice car and it does what I want to do and I'm fine paying that car off in the next six months or however long it's mm-hmm. going to take um, as opposed to the the plan that I laid out. So you and your wife have some things to talk about. Right, right. And we, what's funny is we have talked about all these scenarios. We're just trying to find a. a oh, you wanted us to, to say you need to do to this one. I, uh, here, I, here. I, yeah. I, I do the one that I laid yeah, out, but Jade, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just yeah, saying. Jade would do that. I would probably lean towards paying off the second. I just, I wouldn't want to just, I wouldn't want to be stuck with these two cars and it take a year, 14 months to just be paying off a car. I would do one drastic move if it were me. So I would probably pay off that second car, get 9000 get another car for that and then work my butt off and pay off that first car, the 29,000. Cause what kind of car is it? Uh, the 29,000. Uh-huh. I'm just curious. Uh, it's a Toyota Camry. Okay. Okay. Um, I just have a hard time with 30,000 for a Camry. I don't know why <laughs> I do. I'm like, Oh, let's well, get something some, else. <laughs> some, some dumb decisions, uh, led to being upside down in the Camry. Okay. <laughs> So, yep. I see. Yep. I like Rachel. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I do like Rachel's option because you get one car paid off basically as soon as you can sell it, which yep. is great. And you get it replaced with a cash car. And then the other one, yeah, you can save up and work clear the difference. And, yep. Yeah. Because you guys make okay, great so, money. So. You make 150. So you can, you know, yeah. again, you're not you're not crazy outside the bounds of the car loan. Even if you wanted to keep both, Tate, I mean, not to keep mudding the water for you. 
again, from the mathematical standpoint, you guys could just work hard and pay these two yeah. cars off. But I, but what Jade and I are saying is that amount of sacrifice for a car is not worth it for me. I would, me. Cut, I would cut that time in half because I don't want to sacrifice my life that long for a car. So I'm going to drop one of them, pay the other one off. Yeah. And keep going. Not for a Camry. I can't sacrifice for a Camry. I could sacrifice for like a, a Tahoe. A Tahoe that? or like a, a even a Jeep Wrangler, Rachel. There you but. go. There you go. There you go. Oh, I don't know if we helped you, Tate. We may have confused you even more. But that's um yeah, again, you're not gonna go wrong. You're doing the plan, you're doing it well. And the point here is that you're actually working a plan, Tate, and you're gonna look up in twelve months, your life is gonna look different. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how fast you wanna do it. So um yeah, I think I think Getting one of them off the plate just feels like a whew, okay, yeah. we're we're making it. Cause you know how hard you've worked to pay off that first twenty four thousand twenty one thousand dollars that you guys have already paid off, right? I mean, it takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of work just to do that. And the question is, do you want that again for yeah. a car? Listen, I'm of the mind of anybody listening. If you're in debt and you have a car worth twenty thousand or more and you can sell it and you're not upside down and if you could possibly make a profit i'm taking that deal just about every time because it's easy money to get back and twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money like sometimes we think oh it's just a car it's twenty thousand dollars i'm like no if you have sixty thousand dollars of debt you sell off a twenty thousand dollar car now you're only in forty thousand like that's i'm taking that bet every single time it's not a bet it's a deal i'm taking that deal every single time yeah because that is the if there is a silver lining when it comes to the car debt, if you're not upside down, is there is an asset to sell, right? Mm-hmm. Like with credit card debt, yeah, you can look around and see the crap that you bought that maybe you can try to sell, but sometimes you paid for an experience that you can't sell that, right? right. A vacation or something. Um, so that is when you have those assets that you're able to offload to get you further in this process, it is. And and it is amazing to be Jade, the amount of people we talk to who have done this, mm-hmm. they've sold the car, mm-hmm. they've done the sacrifice, one of the comments that we hear a lot is like, we just didn't realize that we didn't need all this stuff to begin with, right? That's right. Like when you don't live, when you live without it and actually yeah. know that you can have an incredible relationships in your life, you can, yes. you can have all these other parts of your life that are great without all the crap, you realize, oh my gosh, okay, I'm just fine. we can do this. We can do this. So we are cheering you on, Tate. You've got this. You've got this. Well, thanks to all the guys in the booth making this show happen. Jade, thank you. Always being a great thank host you. with me. And thank you, America. We'll be back.